You're listening to Formby Podcast. In this podcast, we're asking questions about the sand. Where does it come from? Why is it red? We speak to Kate Martin. I'm Kate Martin. I'm lead ranger for the National Trust for Formby and Central Lancashire Properties. And today I'm in Formby. So you, as a marine biologist, have been exploring the dunes and you do a magical podcast all about as the dunes are receding, the stories that are coming out into the dune, out from the dunes. So where the, a lot of people who come to Form B, if they park at our site at Victoria Road or Freshfields, it's more commonly known, will know that you sort of park on the, park at the car park at the bottom right behind the sort of frontal dunes and you go over onto the beach. And then you'll probably notice there is a big pile of rubble to your immediate left as you come over. Um, And that is the old car park. So it's the base of an existing car park, but it was originally set up as an old car park on asparagus fields. So probably back in the early 60s. And the rubble actually comes from the old Harrington barracks. Um, And that was an old army barracks that was just sited just off the National Trust land at Formby and was demolished, I think, around about the late 50s. And then the rubble from there was brought down, put onto these old asparagus fields at Formby to become a car park because obviously at that point, the number of people driving to the beach had increased as more and more people owned cars. So that's what became the base of the old car park. But then what's happened is the dunes in that area are moving backwards they're moving inland at a rate of roughly between about two and a half to four meters a year so they're just moving moving back inland all the time so obviously as, as the dunes are rolling back they're rolling over the car park and exposing the rubble at the front um, and obviously that leaves us with a bit of a problem so uh, that's what the the sort of rubble is and what the old harrison barracks were so that whole area um all sorts of things have been buried. So there was a caravan park there um, back in the sort of late 70s, early 80s, when that, that was finally taken over at that point by the sand and, and was sort of moved further inland. Um, the old asparagus fields, the tobacco waste, if you go further south towards Blundell Pass. So there's all these things have just sort of been left in the dunes of past legacies. And now as the dunes are moving inland, these things are becoming exposed. They are exposed, aren't they? I just thought that that was a really sort of interesting approach to to the way you just mean to looking at it. You can just see that, you know, that sort of the erosion is a natural happening, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have what we call a soft sediment coastline here on the Sefton coast. And all that means is it's not made of rock. It's made of sand or mud. And the thing with soft sediment coastlines is they are constantly in flux. They are constantly moving and chasing changing shape and all soft sediment coastlines are doing that and so that's all it is is this whole sort of constant movement and so on the on the land that the national trust owns then the northern end of our property by victoria road then up towards the golf course that is the dunes they're actually moving inland if you go down towards lifeboat road that's relatively stable there's not much movement there at all if you go further south down towards albert road um, and to, down towards sort of the Ultra Rifle Range, that land there's actually growing outwards, which is what we call a creek. And so the, the dunes there are actually growing outwards. So just the whole landscape is in this constant shift and flux. And that's one thing that we are really passionate about, not just here at Formby, but across the whole of the National Trust, and in fact, across the whole of the Sefton Coast, is 
working with those natural processes and sort of making sure we are managing the habitat to take those natural processes into account because it is the, those natural processes that make Formby and this area here so special. It's those natural processes that give us the habitats that bring us all the really rare plants and animals that we have and um, that give us our beautiful sandy beach and our gorgeous golden sand dunes. It's those natural processes that are doing that. So if, you know, it's, it's really important that we work with them. And, and talking about your sand dunes, the Christmas tree um, scheme that you had where you put Christmas trees in to build up the dunes, did, was that a success? Because it, it certainly seems to have been a success from my uneducated point of view. Yeah, it was a success. Um, the idea of the, of the Christmas trees was very much a sort of stick in plaster, for want of a better word. It was a very short term fix for a, an immediate problem. So basically, the areas where um, the dunes have become particularly damaged, mainly due to trampling um, from people walking on them, and the marrow grass had been lost, and um, the dunes had flattened out. And it's the marrow grass that's your natural dune builder. That's what builds your dunes and binds together. But when that's trampled on repeatedly, it will die, basically. The roots get damaged and it will die off. And then, of course, there's nothing holding that sand in place on the dunes. So you tend to get this area where the dunes blow out and they flatten out. And then obviously that's a problem because we've lost the dune in that area. We've lost all that habitat. We've lost the sea defence in that area if that dune goes. So the idea of the Christmas trees, as I say, was like a sticking plaster. All that did is it created an immediate sort of barrier for the sand to try and build up the sand dunes in those areas. And the idea was once the sand dunes are built up in the area and they're a little bit more stable, then... Um, and the sand isn't sort of just sheeting off and blowing off, it's held there for a little bit time, then the marron grass will naturally, because the seed beds will be there, the marron grass will naturally take hold and then the marron grass will do the job that it should have done if it hadn't have been trampled away. So it's, it's very much a kind of, as you imagine, like a stick in plaits or a quick fix that when the actual land itself is healed, then you can sort of leave that and it'll sort itself out, which is where we are now. So that's why we don't do the Christmas tree plants anymore, because we actually we don't need to. The marron grass has taken such good hold that it's doing the job naturally as it should be. So looking at um, sort of moving on, the, the you were talking about the moving of the dunes. I mean, the asparagus fields in the 1930s were actually on the on the shore where they, they were actually what we see as the beach at low tide. That's where the actual asparagus fields were. That must have been an incredible sight. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, uh, asparagus is a real part of uh, of the story of Formby, um, and you know, it's sort of there were asparagus fields right across the area. You know, hundreds of acres of asparagus fields right across the sort of Formby area, and of course, asparagus really likes that sandy soil. So, being very, very close to the beach is absolutely ideal for it because you've got that that drainage. But I think, yes, yeah, certainly you know, some of the, the pictures that we have of, of this area when it was asparagus farms, it's really interesting to see sort of sand dunes, you know, and then the beach and then these these swathes of, of sort of cultivated fields. It's uh, very different from the form we see today. I think that that's where you've got things like beach school. What actually makes up the sand? Do you do you know what why we've got a red sandy beach in Formby? Actually, I mean, my, my gut feeling would be it's because we're on sandstone. 
Um, so a lot of the sort of bedrock around here is sandstone. But sand can be made up of obviously everything from um, ground up shells to um, obviously ground up rocks. And it's also where it's come from. So, you know, there's a good chance that a lot of the sand on our beach may come from sort of, um, you know, from, from the river, may have, may have washed down from the some from the Alt, possibly some from the Mersey, and then you'll get probably some being brought in from the, the Irish Sea as well. So, you know, that sediment can come from many, many miles away from all different locations. So is it always the same sand or is it coming up from underneath? So the sand that we get is obviously predominantly brought in by the Tide. tide. Yeah. The tide brings in fresh sand. Well, it will bring in fresh sand. Depends. Sometimes it brings in fresh sand. Sometimes it takes sand away. It depends uh, on all, all sorts of different things. So at the ten, this time of year, and at the moment, our beach level is quite high. So that means there's quite a, there's more sand on our beach at the moment than there is at other times of the year. So some of that sand will be sand that's blown in, that will be blown up the coast, and some of it will be stuff that's been brought in. And then you'll get other times of the year where the beach level lowers. And that means obviously more sand is being taken, is being brought. Goodness me, really? How, and how do you measure that? How, how do you know the beach level is high at the moment? To be honest, for, for me, it's just looking at it. I can I can see from, from the height of the beach or the base of the dunes and, and against sort of more fixed points like the rubble, how much of the rubble is exposed, not exposed. Um, things like the silt beds, the silt beds exposed, are they not exposed? That usually gives you a pretty good sort of indication and um, just from a sort of visual point of view if the beach levels are higher or lower. Wow, I didn't even know that there was a level to the beach. I'm sitting on the beach and the sand's being washed in with the water. Yeah, so sometimes it will be, or as I say, sometimes it's taken away. So actually the sea, you know, the sea holds a lot of sediment. There's, you know, you think the actions of the waves, and the, particularly on sand, where you've got that kind of churning action, as the water will carry sediment around with it. So, I mean, the fact that Formby, um, the coast, you know, one of the reasons why the coastline here is eroding is because of that wave action. And basically that the fact that sediment is being picked up from the beach at Formby and then pushed further north along the coast and deposited at Ainsdale and Southport, which is why Ainsdale and Southport are growing outwards. And you're getting that fantastic uh, green beach and salt marsh and, and new dune system forming up there is because the sand has been picked up by waves at Formby and then basically bounced up the beach to Ainsdale and Southport, where the wave energy dissipates. It's not as the wave energy isn't strong up there. So the, 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 the um, water column hasn't got enough energy to hold that sand, so it deposits it out and therefore that area then grows out. So we don't know for, for a fact that it was it was the widening of, and the sort of revetment of the shipping channel that did it. It was roughly around about the same, that time when we went from uh, what we call an accreting coastline, so a coastline that was growing outwards here at Formby, to an eroding coastline. Um, so it could have been that, but we don't know for certain. It could have just been that that was the time it was going to have a natural change anyway, because this whole coastline has moved in and out over millennia. So it's always fluxed, you know, fluctuated in and out, in and out, in and out. So it could have just been that it was time for it to, to turn to an eroding cycle, but we, we don't really have any way of knowing. You're listening to Formby Podcast. Join us next time.
Formby Podcast is an independent production. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at formbypodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Thank you.